Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. In times of distress or even persecution, the Church of Jesus Christ often arises and shines its brightest, and we're seeing that around the country. On the other hand, we're seeing the Church really undergoing a test. We're going to be talking to Pastor Renee McIntyre about what is happening in her country of Canada. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me on Faith and Freedom is Holly Mead. Renee, welcome to Faith and Freedom. And I want to pick up your story because in Canada, Ontario, where you are, the Trumpet of Truth Christian Ministries is the ministry of the Church. You faced, like we did in the United States, all these restrictions, no worship, then certain percentage of worship, then no more than 10 people, whereas the big box stores and some of these others were allowed to operate freely without those kinds of draconian restrictions. And like many pastors and churches, at least in the United States and around the world, uh, there was a temporary period of time where some of them closed, not knowing what COVID was all about. But then you began to realize very quickly and uh, early on that this is not right, and you can't forsake the assembly of yourselves together. So you began operating, and then you faced criminal charges because a pastor, in one case, turned you in for having meetings in violation of the 10-person limit, and then somebody who attended your prayer meeting, an infiltrator, turned you in. You had two of these criminal charges that would be prison time and huge fines. But now you're continuing to worship, and the worship is outside. And you're worshiping in minus 12, minus 20 degrees, whatever it is, with the wind chill factor below 20 or even maybe even below 30 right. or even and worse. snow coming snow down. Snow <laughs> pelting yeah. you in the face. Right. Outside, you're worshiping. Has, what's happened to your congregation? What's happened to the people? What do you see happening within your church and with other churches and or believers in Canada? Well, let me tell you, our church has quadrupled in size. And uh, we didn't do it for that reason. We did it literally just to stand firm on our faith. I mean, there are periods of time in our life where rubber meets the road and you find out what you're made of. And we have found out what we were made of. And in our church and the people that have joined our church, we have grown in strength and solidarity and unity. We've grown in brotherly love and we have toughened up and we've started to really understand that our Christian faith is not about us being comfortable, but obedient and about you know, literally being the body of Christ. So we've really strengthened because the first year everybody stayed in their car this winter, everybody's out of their cars during the whole worship time up at the front, like you would be at a church worshiping on their knees in the snow, in the ice, and they stay there the whole time. And then we lay hands on the sick and, you know, we've really toughened up. It's amazing. You are the church. I know you sent me some pictures, and it's just amazing to look at those people prostrate in the snow, and you are yeah. the church. And with snow <laughs> pelting down in right. really inclement, very cold weather. You know, and it's just an example. Yeah. The church is not the building. It's the people. And what other things are you doing within the community as a church? 
Well, we have a ministry called The Refuge, and we feed our communities um, drug addicted and homeless. We were doing that before this hit, before COVID hit, but we were only doing it one day a week. The minute I was at a, away in another city at a conference, and the minute that they shut everything down, I got a phone call and they said, Pastor, they've shut everything down. There's nowhere for these people to go. So, and you, and they were telling everybody to shut down. I said, Do not shut our doors open our doors five days a week. I'm getting in my car right now. I will be home. So I drove home and I went and I got all the supplies we needed. And we opened up our doors to take on this burden for our community five days a week, because I thought, you know, I don't care if I die. I have told the Lord that I have given my life for him. It is no longer I that live. It's not about my plans and purposes. It's about literally being Christ here in the earth and allowing his purpose to unfold. So I just said, uh, listen, I don't know who's in and who's out, but I'm opening these doors. I will be here five days a week. And if I die, I die, but I will die feeding these homeless people for Christ. And uh, nobody died. Nobody even got sick. And so we serve a hot meal still to this day, five days a week, uh, breakfast and lunch. We do their laundry. We get them in out of the cold. We minister to them. We mentor them. We lay hands on them. It's just absolutely beautiful. Wow. We've built a, an amazing community. That is the church, wow. folks. That is yeah. the church. You know, Renee, it, it's so encouraging and so inspiring. I mean, the fire that is in you and, and, and your congregation to be the church, to serve. You know, and tragically, there's so many churches across the nation in the United States and Canada that are not um, standing for the truth, that are not speaking against sin. And it, it took truckers in Canada to actually get a fire going, I believe. What would you yeah. say to those churches, um, since you are one of those who are standing for truth and, and being the church, what would you say to those churches that are being complacent and not doing that? Yeah, I would say repent. You need to repent and you need to... Um, you need to take a look and f- ask, ask the Lord to show you what your motives for ministry are, because if it's about comfort, you're in the wrong, it, you know, you're in the wrong place because ministry is not about comfort. If it's about growing in numbers, that's not what we're here to do. We're not here to soften down and take on worldly worldviews. We're supposed to stand for righteousness. And regardless of whether people like us or hate us, we preach the truth. We preach against sin. We hold the line. You know, God said that we are supposed to be the head and not the tail. We should be the head of this movement. But because there were not enough strong pastors that were willing to stand up and get to the front line and take the beating or lay their life down, literally, you know, he had to send in a bunch of truckers and a bunch of tractor drivers. And, and you know, that's to our shame. But I'm so grateful that he did it, that there were men and women out there that heard the voice of the Lord and were brave because this nation needs us. But the church is the one that should be leading in this. And unfortunately, we have become so complacent and comfortable. God has done us a great service in, in allowing this to happen because he is giving us the opportunity to repent to find out where our true loyalties lie and to readjust them so that we can truly be the church of Jesus Christ. In January of 2020, this was before the whole COVID epidemic hit and the lockdowns uh, came about. Uh, Anita, my wife had a dream and in the dream was very clearly uh, mentioned to her that uh, 
that most people had attended entertainment, but they had not attended church, that they mm -hmm. had been entertained. It was really an interesting dream. Then we had the lockdowns that started to hit in March of 2020 and April 2020 and so forth. And it seemed as though people were so willing to just switch to a smart tablet or a phone or do something remotely and not realizing the importance of assembling yourselves together. And all of that's fine. It's a great extension of the communication of the message. Uh, but so many people were used to just the entertainment component that God has shaken yeah. up the church to say that is not what church is. It may be that church has wonderful music and so forth, but that is not church. It's not just a place of entertainment. It is a place of assembly. It's a place of dynamic yeah. ministry with the Holy Spirit. And you're seeing that there. And you're seeing pastors, for example. I know you got charged criminally twice. Yep. That would put you in prison for having worship and also yep. fine you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Those eventually yep. were dropped after a year. You're doing these outdoor services in incredibly inclement weather. But you also have another pastor that you know in Canada that has been fined millions of dollars for having church services. So yes. what's happening to the other pastors? Are, are other pastors in Canada standing up as you are? You know, there are pastors throughout Canada that are, are standing up. And I'm so grateful for them. And their ministries as well are absolutely growing. Um, unfortunately, it is not the common thing. Most are not. Most have most opted the other direction. And, you know, that's the same pattern same we see in the United America. States. And those yep. pastors and churches that stood up against incredible opposition, their churches are exploding. Pastor Rodney Howard Brown started an outdoor service, and now it is approaching its 600th consecutive day, or it actually operates six days a week, four hours wow. in, on Sunday through Friday, breaks on Saturday, four-hour service Sunday morning, four-hour service Sunday night, and it goes again, and it's now this uh, coming month or two, it'll be over two years of operation continually. Hey, he turned his parking lot, wow. brought an AstroTurf, and turned it into a <laughs> Unbelievable. an outdoor Praise church. God. Yeah. Well, wow. the website Lesson. is trumpetoftruth.org, trumpetoftruth.org. Pray for Pastor Rene and the other pastors and believers in Canada and also around the world to stand up and Amen. be the church of Jesus Christ to transform your community, your nation, and our world. For more information, visit lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. Call us at 407-875-1776, lc.org.